All right, so Pashas Ma'aloyscha. Um, so a couple, a couple of, um, a couple of points from throughout the parsha, and maybe kind of connect it um, in a way that, in a way that's describing and explaining the concept of of Jewish leadership, of Sanhedrin, of Moshe Rabbeinu's role. So uh, I'll share share a few a few points. These are points that Hirsch makes uh, multiple times throughout Chumash. So Moshe Rabbeinu. First and foremost, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's role? Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, is an, he's a person who Hashem taught the Torah to. He gave the Torah over to us. So, there's a little story here when Kaisel is beginning to travel that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's father-in-law, Yisrael, right? Over here he's called Chayvev, uh, right? So, uh, he says he wants to go home, right? He says he wants to go home. Place here, right? Chayvev ben Ruul Amadiani. Right? So Moshe tells him, do me a favor, stick, stay, stay with us, right? Right? Um, stay, stay with us and it'll be good. So he says, no, I want to go home. Yisrael says, I want to go back to my homeland. Thank you very much, I'm going home. Right? So it sounded like the conversation that uh, Yisrael thought, Yisrael thought that Moshe Rabbeinu was like making him an offer. Hey, if you want, we'll take care of you, stick around. But Moshe says, no. I wasn't asking, I wasn't just giving, telling you for you, I was asking you a favor for us. I'm not Tazay Vaisanu. Don't abandon us. He says, You're very familiar with the Midbar. You know the area. You're from this area. You know, uh, you'll be our eyes. You'll be our guide here in the Midbar. If you go with us, the same good Hashem does for us, giving us Eretz Yisrael, Hashem will do for you. Now, it doesn't say what happened. So again, you have to look at the Pesukim in, uh, back, back in Yisroi. It seems that Yisroi did go back, but now the Gemara says he came back again and he rejoined them. Um, and we know later on that the, the children of Yisroi had Chelek and Eretz Yisroel, Yerichai, throughout Nabi we find the Kani, right? They were, they, were, they were living amongst Amalekim at some point. So it seems very clear that Yisroi accepted Moshe Abena's offer and he stuck around with Klai Yisroel. So what's fascinating here is, is that Moshe Rabbeinu is asking Yisroi, we want you to stay, why do we want you to stay, right? We need a guide, we need help over here. Yes, the Anani Yaakovite are traveling, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, we need help, we need someone that knows the area, we need someone that can tell us where exactly we should set up camp, right? We need someone that's a practical guide to help us throughout the years of the Midbar. Okay, at this point, I don't know how long they were planning on being there, right? It wasn't... Uh, Right? They still were there just for a short kufa. They thought they were going to show, But they needed some help. Right? And what we're seeing here is, is that Moshe Rabbeinu, we look at Moshe Rabbeinu as a leader. Right? And, and Rav Hirsch is, of course, addressing a lot of like, the reform. Right? We look at Mo. Moses was this great leader and he knew how to guide because he spent time with them and he knew how to travel and that's why he was the leader. Right? And the Pesachim Shtus. Moshe Rabbeinu had no idea, right? And even without those reform, right? But the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu, his role in Klai Yisrael, was not a leader in the sense, he wasn't the king who knew the area and he was able to lead them. Moshe Rabbeinu, right? He needed to ask his father, he needed to come out to his father-in-law to help him, right? We find in Parshish Yisrael, right? An amazing thing, right? The, the, the day after Mantair, whatever it is, there's lines lining, lining up by Moshe Rabbeinu, right? And, uh, and, uh, and Yisrael comes along and says, you know, this is too much for you. You got to set up a system, right? That's the most basic idea. Any, any country has a court system with, with different courts and different levels and appeals and circuits, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, didn't, he, well, he didn't have that leadership quality. He wasn't that leader in the sense of a practical politician. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu was a kvat peh. 
Moshe Benu lacked all the traits that what we consider allowed. We're going now in a presidential election, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, imagine Joe Biden, right, being the nice enough tyrant, right? It's a person who, okay, obviously, with Joe Biden, is, you know, so we could question his mental abilities, but just in terms of like, you know, his capabilities of, right, no, nothing doing. But Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, right, was the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Anami Kaladam. He was the person that Hashem spoke, Pel Pel Dabraboy. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's trait. That's what makes him a leader. Not his political acumen, right? Moshe Rabbeinu was a Kfat Peh. Right? This, is, this is why at the end of a era, at the end of a Shemais, right? So, so, uh, right? so it says that Moshe Rabbeinu tells Pari, okay, time to leave. Pari says, yeah, I'm going to make things worse. Right now, right? then Moshe Rabbeinu comes and complains. Hashem says, Ata Sira, and the whole introduction. Hashem wanted to show first, Moshe Rabbeinu, you're going as a politician, let the Jews go, you're a failure, right? You will not succeed as a politician, you are not a politician. Kleiso, right? It's not you, it's not Moshe Rabbeinu, is not this political leader, the Abraham Lincoln, this, you know, something later. Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu, he was the Anami Kaladam, he was the Avdi, he was the one who could be, who, who was on the level that he can give over the Torah. But again, navigating the Midbar, right, the setting up a court system, that was a Meshach Abenu's trait. Meshach Abenu, right? And therefore, again, the idea is, is that now when we have the terrorist Meshach Abenu, it wasn't just done by the power of his political abilities. It's Meshach Abenu, the reason why we believe in the terrorist is because Meshach Abenu was Neman, Meshach Abenu was Meshach Abenu. Right? Had he been some wonderful politician, okay, so Meshach Abenu was able to pull it off, he was able to make a good nation. But, uh, you know, maybe he tricked us. Who knows? But Moshe Rabbeinu was completely trustworthy, completely nothing other than the emissary of Hashem. So that's, that's the first step, understanding the shlichus of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu himself, not as a politician, but as the, as the Ever Hashem. But then, but then we go on a little bit, right? So at the end of the Parsha, we have the Parsha of the Sanhedrin Agadol. This is the formation of Sanhedrin Agadol. Right? Hashem says, Esfali Shivim Ishmi Zikna Yisrael, Ashayadata came Zikna Yom Vishaitrov, Balakachta Yisam Lelmai Vishyasu Shamimach. So, first thing Rosh Rabbeinu says is, You know that we have 70 people that are the Zikna Yom, right? Zikna Yom, Ashayadata came Zikna Yom. So, this is very interesting. I mean, right now there's no Sanhedrin, right? We don't have a Sanhedrin, and yet we have a Zikna Yom. Who are these Zikna Yom if we don't have a Sanhedrin, right? But this is when Sanhedrin is being formed. Hashem is being a Tzalta, Ruach Bai. So, but before this, who are these people? Who are these Zikana? Right? So Hirsch says, and he says this a few times also, this is a very interesting well, historical point. What? Yeah, I'm tired. Same thing. You had these Zikana there. Who are these Zikana? The Shaitrov. They were the Shaitrov already, right? There's no, they were Shaitrov. They were the, right? The idea is, Hirsch says it's very interesting. That, 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 you know, you read through history, you read through Navi, right? Historians love to read, like, have a reading of history where, like, Gant Kaisel was like terrible, served by the Zara, right? There were a bunch of idiots, didn't know anything, right? He opened up the Sefer Torah and all of a sudden he learned about, right? Chagasugas, right? There were a bunch of ignorant people, right? That Kaisel were a bunch of, right? And there was a time where, you know, all the Tanhedrin were gone, there were no rabbis left, right? And the, he says there were always the core of Kaisel, there always existed the people who were loyal to Kaisel, loyal to the Torah, loyal to Torah Shabbat Peh. The idea that the Torah Shabbat Peh, the tradition was carried on through hundreds of years of the most tumultuous history, as is apparent in Navi and in the Swarm afterwards, right, attests to the fact that at the core, Kaisel always had, right, informally, Right, there was no Sanhedrin. But the idea of the Zikana Vishaychov, and, and today where we don't have a Sanhedrin, right, there still exists the idea of Kaiso recognizing amongst themselves the Zikana Vishaychov. Okay, it's a side point, we'll get, maybe we'll get into it some other time. Right? And he, and, he, and, he, uh, and he makes them, right, separates the 70 people. Now, the Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk says like this. Vayeir Hashem Ba'anon, Vayedaber Elam. Hashem came down and spoke to him, spoke to Maishu Abenu. What did he say? It doesn't say what he said. 
right? And he took some of the Ruach that Moshe Rabbeinu and he put it onto the 70 people and they said Nevuah, right? So it doesn't say what he told Moshe Rabbeinu. That's also a very interesting point. One that maybe some other week we'll get back to where Rav Hirsch talks about the idea of Tarsh Peh, right? Is that Hashem is showing us at this point not everything that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu was written down, Right? Exactly at this moment of Bezdin, Sanhedrin, they're the ones who are the protectors of Teresh Peh. They're the ones who, who are able to pass in Teresh Peh. Not everything is said. The Iker is Teresh Peh, not Teresh Right? Not Teresh Right? So, uh, so, but then it says, They said Nevuah, the 70 ish, they got Nevuah. And that was it. They got a one time Nevuah. Right? One, again, the Psukim here, there's multiple sheets about how to learn these Psukim, but we're going to go now. So the 70 is the Kanim. Sanhedrin is formed, they said Nevuah Veloya Safu, and they, did, they never did it again. Again, a very important point of understanding Sanhedrin, right, is that Sanhedrin is not based on Nevuah. It's not based on the fact that Sanhedrin have, you know, superior Nevuah and they can never be wrong. And this is a point that the Ramban makes, which is that the reason why we paskin like Sanhedrin, we have a Sanhedrin, 36 members of Sanhedrin paskin that it's us to do this on Shabbos, or it's mutter to eat this piece of chalev. We listen to them not because they're right, but because the Torah says to listen to the majority of the Sanhedrin. Right? That's, that's first and foremost. Right? The Ramban makes a second point that Hashem does give us. See, after the Shmaya, right? To the Sanhedrin, there's a special kayak there. But the Iker is, they were appointed with the Nevuah, but that was it. It was a one-time thing to kind of designate their appointment to the Sanhedrin. But afterwards, we listen to the Sanhedrin because we listen to the Sanhedrin. Right? We have this concept today, right? Das Torah. Okay, I want to get into the politics of Das Torah. But when, but when, we, when we listen to whoever we're listening to, our leaders, our Rabbanim, that doesn't mean that they're right. That doesn't mean, right? And again, nowadays it's very hard to say who do we have to listen to, right? There's no, uh, right? But when there's a, within a community, within a Rav, right? We listen to them even when they're wrong, right? Again, unless you're of the stature, that you don't have have to listen to them. But the point is that the Rabbi Shem said, we listen to them, right? There's a a mahalach of when we are allowed to listen, even even if they're not correct, even if they're not correct, right? So that's, that's an important point. They said Nevuah was just at that first moment. They're not Nevi'im. Right, Sanhedrin is not characterized by Nevuah, they're characterized by those who are the Tamil Chacham who are learning Tarash Alpeh. Okay, these are all these are all side points about about Tarash Alpeh, which uh, some other week maybe we'll, we'll speak about more. But I want I want to talk about the, what happens afterwards, and this is one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the, it's my favorite pasuk. You know, it's like you know, it's a very it's a very like non Jewish thing. Like my brother was telling me, my brother's in, in a, as an attorney. You know, he's in law school in like a, in Columbia law school, and like and like like he says like he has conversations with non Jews, and they always say, "What's your favorite verse from the Bible?" Right? It's like a very non-Jewish they always ask presidential candidates these questions what's your favorite verse from the Bible it's like a thing to have a favorite verse we don't have such a you know we don't uh, that's not our thing right you know, I told him to tell him I said the Bible is, is actually not is not the book that we follow we follow the Talmud we follow Teresh Peh. the Bible is you know anyways what yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, but uh, you know, but but the, the, it's such a power. Let's just say that one of the most powerful psukim in all of Torah Shabbat Pen. It's it's a lesson. It's one of the most important lessons. And first again, comes back to many times. So what happens is the following. So Moshe Rabbeinu appoints seventy zakenim. And there were two men that were left behind. Again, multiple shidas in the Gemara Sanhedrin had explained what happened here. But Rav Hirsch is going to go with the pshat. Again, this vart works with either pshat, but that, again, 70, you have to make the cheshven, right? If every shave is 12 shvatim, so six per shevet, that gives you six, right? 72, 72, right? So really, there were 72. There was a gyro, really 72, right? And so Elder Amedo, they decided, you know what? We're, we're standing back. We're not going to drink. Right? Elder Amedo, 
right? The Hema Baksuvim. In other words, they were originally part of the group, but there was a halacha only 70, and they, on their own, they decided to stay back. The other pshat is that no, that we did a gairul and they were left out, that they were maybe the low, either they were the most humble and considered themselves the lowest of the two, or Hashem actually declared them the lowest of the two. So they're not part of the, uh, of the 70, they did not get the nevuah of the, shivin, of the shivimish, and they were left out, okay? Fine, they didn't go, they, they didn't go out. But they send Nevoah, and they send Nevoah, even though they weren't part of the 70, Right there, if you're part of the Shivim Ish, this is Atzalta, Ruchi, that you're taking some of Moshe Rabbeinu's Ruach and putting on them, it's coming Mitaris Moshe, fine. Right? The Sanhedrin are under Moshe. Moshe was the Ab of the Sanhedrin. Fine, they can say, but Elder made that independent in Nevoah? Mechitesi, Mechitesi. Vayan Yeshua, Benon Mesheres Moshe, Mibichur Bayemer, Adonim Moshe Kalayim. Right? So I'm sorry, the Nar tells them, and Yeshua, I'm sorry, the Nar is not Yeshua. The Nar tells them, Yeshua Benun, he says, Kalayim, you gotta restrain them, you gotta, you gotta stop them. This is a, or, or, or this is a, the Chazal say this is a lesson of a curse, you gotta destroy them. Right? right the Taisa says, uh, right, because the Gemara says that Bilam knew to be Mechav in the exact split second that the Rebbe Shalom got angry. Right? And so Taisa says, so what can he do in one split second? So he says, he can say Kalayim, he can say Kalayim, right? Or, or the other shot, I think it's Tysus, right? He says that as long as you start the Kalala during that second, then you could continue, right? And this is the sugi of, you know, of starting davening before Zman Kriyashma, Tzvila, and then continuing. Okay, so this is a Hakavit, right? Emily Moshe, Hamakane Atali, are you being a Makanoi on my behalf? Right? Umiyitain Kalam Hashem Nevi'im, Kiyitain Hashem Esruchi Aleim. Halavai, the Gans Kal Yisrael should be Nevi'im. Halavai Gantz Ka Yisrael would be Nevi'im. Ramei Shabbat is saying, oh, it's not against my COVID that they're being Navi. How could they be Navi? So that Meish Rabbeinu, Halavai Gantz Ka Yisrael should be Nevi'im. Meish Rabbeinu recognized the role of Meish Rabbeinu is, I'm not the high priest. I'm not the person who, uh, who, uh, who uh, right? So, so first of all, the idea that, that there's no spiritual monopoly. The idea that somehow Moshe Rabbeinu is a Navi, no one else could be a Navi, is the antithesis of Klai Yisrael, right? right? The idea that there should be the clergy, the theologians, the religious people, the rabbis, right? If you remember the 19 letters, the, the first, the, right, he writes the, when he writes the first letter to, to the rabbi, he says, ah, I suppose you have to defend you, this guy, because you're a rabbi. And he writes back, he's like, you know, how cynical. He's like, like, it's okay for a person to just, you know, believe ridiculous things. Well, he's a rabbi, that's his job. Like, you know, that's like the, uh, right? But there's no spiritual monopoly. Every single yid, Every single Yid has the ability to be a Navi, and that is the ideal. That is the ideal. And what is the role of a leader in Kaisa? What is the role of a Meisha Benu? Right? He is to be Marbitz Taira, to be Melame Taira. Right? That is the role. You know, there's this, this hack, you know, there's, there's different stories about, about what the role of a Rav is. What's the role of a rabbi in a community? And obviously, you know, in the United States today, communities are very different and things are always changing. And so roles could change. And, but the ultimate, the basic fundamental role of a rabbi, Zuckerberg Hirsch, is to be one that teaches, teaches his people. And the ultimate success of a rabbi is a one who makes himself obsolete. 
Right? A rav that brings his people to the point where they don't even need a rav, that is the ultimate goal. Okay, ah, oh, pimuster, it's important maybe to have a leader, a rav, a daber, community, practical, that's not the way. But the rabbi's job is to teach the Torah. Right? Hamakaneatali, right? Mitain amashem nevim, kitan hashem ruchelem. The entire klai yisol shem nevim. Right? The role of the rav is that you shouldn't need him. Right? You don't need him. When they had the luchas, the is coming down with the luchas. Right, so uh, so what does it say there? Right, as he's on his way down, he's about to break it. It says, "Oh, by the way, mizel mizayim ksuvim." The words of the Torah are written on both sides of the luchas. Why? The Torah says you can read it without Meisha Beinu. Meisha Beinu is what taught us. But just like Meisha Beinu had the letters facing him, they had the letters facing them. Right, and that the role of Klai Yisrael is that there should right is that you don't need the leader. Again, practical. We have practical issues, but in terms of teaching Torah to Klai Yisrael, right? There's no, there's no right. In Makomaskan, Chosmirabel Talmidah, right. It refers to as an amazing thing, a little bit like a drush. He says, what was this nevuah that Elder made that said? And what was this nevuah? Right? So the Gemara brings out a few shitas. Right? So one of the shitas is that they said, Moshe meis and Yeshua machles as Yisrael Right? <laughs> that Moshe is going to die and Yeshua is going to bring uh, the Yedin and So that was one. The other, the other shita says that, uh, that um, one says it was about the Slav, one says it was about the Moshe meis, and the third shita says that it was about Goygu Magig. Goygu Magig. Right? So he first says, he first says an amazing thing. And the first says this in Sukkot, because that's where he talks a lot about Goygu Mage. Like the Haftarah of Sukkot is about Goygu Mage. Goygu Mage represents the ultimate in power. Right? The word, right? It's the opposite of the Sukkah. Right? Goyg is a lotion of a gag, a roof. Right? Right? Roof is, is, is security, but it's also power from, um, right? It's also power. Right? It's the leader on top. Right? And that's Goygu Mage. They represented this idea of power, right? And the leadership. And that's the final battle of Klai Yisrael, is the battle of Goygu Mage. Right? So Elder Amedah would be misnabe about la'asa lavoi, when Goygu Mugig gets vanquished. And that's the, what the opposite of Goygu Mugig is, a nation that am Hashem Nevi'im. The idea that it's not that the power from on top, the authority, the king, the leader, right, who's, who, who, who sets the tone for right, the politicians, they're the ones in charge, and the rest of the, you, you puny masses just listen and, uh, and follow along, right? The Pasuk in Echesla talks about, you know, la'asa lavoi, that Klai Yisrael is going to be called Hamayna, Hamayna means the Hamayn Am, that every Yid will, will, will be elevated to that point. It's not about the leadership. We, the fact that we need leadership is, is a chesarin, right? But that Am Hashem will be Nevi'im, right? Or even the other Neshita, Moshe Meis Yeshua Machnes. Moshe is going to die Yeshua Machnes. And that's okay. That's okay, because yes, Moshe Abbeinu gave us a Torah, 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 but it continues on. And as long as there are people that are willing to learn and teach Torah, Kaisal continues. We don't need any one specific leader. We'll talk maybe in, uh, about the Meim Meriva, about Moshe Abbeinu hitting the rock, about, about you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, I'll say it now, because we'll have other stuff to say in, uh, you know, in those weeks. But uh, Hirsch says this over from his, from his Rebbe, Chacham Isaac Bernays. Right? So he says, uh, he says the following. He says, uh, he says, Hashem tells Moshe to hit the rock, uh, talk to the rock, Moshe Abbeinu hits it. Right? What was, what was the big deal? Moshe Abbeinu had to die because of it. So he says like this, he says, first himself says a different shot, but he says over from his, from his Rebbe, Chacham Isaac Bernays. He's a fascinating person, Chacham Isaac Bernays, a German rabbi. He called himself Chacham because, uh, at least that's what I saw, is that because uh, the Reform, they called their people rabbis, so he wanted to distinguish himself. You know, if they're a rabbi, I'm not a rabbi. So he, he adopted a Sephardi title. Right, you have a Chacham Tzvi, because you know, he was amongst the Sephardim. Right? So he said like this, he says, for 40 years in the Midbar, Klai Yisrael survived. Right? How? With the stick of Moshe Rabbeinu. The stick represents the Nisan that Moshe Rabbeinu did. Moshe Rabbeinu as the miracle man, the leader of Klai Yisrael. This is the stick. Hashem tells Moshe, take the stick, but don't hit the rock. Right? I want to teach Klai Yisrael a lesson. They're about to go into Eretz Yisrael. From this point forward, 
Klai Yisrael's success and survival will not depend on the stick of Moshe Rabbeinu, but on the words of Moshe Rabbeinu, on the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu taught us. Right? So Moshe Rabbeinu speaking to the rock says that lesson, that we don't need Moshe Rabbeinu's stick anymore. Now, how does Klai Yisrael survive? Through the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. And teaching the Torah, learning the Torah, is how Klai Yisrael is going to survive, right? survive in any place they are. And so Moshe Rabbeinu hits the rock, right? That lesson is lost, and the only way to teach us that lesson is for Moshe Rabbeinu to die. Because Moshe Rabbeinu dying teaches us that same lesson, right? Again, you know, first gives a whole akdama. How, you know, how do we dare understand what happened there? Is a story which is beyond understanding. But again, just to, to, to give a, a, certain, a certain sense that Moshe Rabbeinu had to die because to teach us that we don't need a Moshe Rabbeinu. If Moshe Rabbeinu would have spoken to the rock, that lesson would have been learned that it's the deeper of Moshe that will keep us, uh, that, that will survive. Moshe Rabbeinu had to die to teach, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what, he said, Moshe Rabbeinu gone to Eretz Yisrael. Right? So that's it. Moshe Rabbeinu, we have our miracle man, he's our leader. Right? In Eretz Yisrael, things were supposed to go back to regular, where you're living out piteva for the most part. And so, so this idea, again, the idea that the ideal in Klai Yisrael, you know, you, only, you find this a lot when like, you know, you say over things and like, oh, okay, that's for the rabbis, right? You know, Lutfaks, Baruch Hashem, they're very into making everyone, you know, learning. So you, you have this idea. But you find it in, in certain like, you know, you know, you know, certain Svarim that talk about, you know, the Rebbe is the one, you know. Okay, so the Svarim talk about the idea of, of a tzina, right? The bracha coming through pipes. I don't think the Svarim are already in the Rishonim, right? I'm not, this is not the, not the point, time to get into that discussion. But the idea that every single Yid, right? The, the smallest, the Elder Umeida, the people that were left out, the, the, the most humble and smallest among them, right? Are, are roy to be Nevi'im. And, and that is an ideal, and that is not a, that's not a steer to Moshe Rabbeinu, but that is a realization of the ideal of Moshe Rabbeinu. That every Rav, every person, every leadership in his own place, right, should have that strongest desire that everyone should be a Tamil Chacham. Everyone should teach. Every Balabas should be a Bucky and Shas. Right? Uh, we, we, we think that that's how it was back in Europe. Uh, it probably wasn't, but, uh, you know, that, that just... Rav Lapiansky says, you know, he says, people say that the shoemaker in, in, in Europe was a Bucky and Shas, right? He says, as if it's like a good thing. He says, he says it's not that the shoemaker is a Bucky and Shas, it's that, it's that a guy who was a Bucky and Shas had to be a shoemaker because there were no positions for him. There were no yeshivas, there were no rabbanis for him. So he had to, he had to be a shoemaker, even though he's a, you know, that's a, but Akabanim, that everyone should be Nevi'im, everyone, every kid. And that's the ideal. It's a, it's a lesson to, to Rabbanim. I mean, I'm not here to tell, you know, to, right? It's a lesson for leaders and it's a lesson for all of us that none of us should sell ourselves short with the idea, okay, he's a rabbi, I'm a working guy, I'm a malbus, I'm stupid, I'm this, I'm this. And ultimately, Mashiach, right, will overcome this concept, the gaigu magai, when we'll have a hamayna, where the hamayna, where every single yid, right, and everyone, right, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's everyone will have that equal, you know, we're going to sit around the, uh, all right, um, okay, fine. That's going to cause the gaigu